If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese. What's up? Andrew, I am excited. You know, we watched a really, really good episode of... Better Call Saul. Got That's it right. right. First try this time. Yeah. And we saw probably the greatest feminist movie of all time. Maybe. Feminist In Prey. movie. This has to have been the greatest feminist movie since, what, Wonder Woman? Or maybe... Just because the, a woman is the lead doesn't... I wouldn't say it's. it makes it a feminist movie. No? Okay. I mean... Well, I guess we'll get into it. No, I guess it is a feminist movie. But uh, that doesn't make it a bad thing. No! The whole movie I, I liked it. You know, the men telling her, you can't do it. You, and I, she's like... Don't give away too much. I'm not giving away anything. Okay. That's just like the basic plot. Yeah. But no, a uh, really good Predator movie. Yeah. There haven't been really any good Predator movies since the first Predator movie. <laughs> so <clears throat> I certainly haven't enjoyed them. So it was it was nice to finally see Predator done well. Yeah, it was really good. Because it mean, hasn't been done well since I was in the first one. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know why it wasn't released on a theater, theatrical release. You know, it was. I thought it was that well. It could have done it. I don't know uh, how much more it would have made, but right. You know, we'll get into it. I guess. Well, they. Know. You know, that's why they have these streaming apps. Yeah. They want you to subscribe and and yeah. and get on there and everything. But but no, I thought it was really good. So it was obviously a, a good week for us mm-hmm. viewing wise. Yeah. So before we get to all of that. Please like and subscribe wherever you're viewing us. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us, please subscribe as well. Tell your friends about the show and all that. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about, well, let's talk about Ezra Miller. Okay, so maybe we should My rename God. this the He's Ezra back. Miller podcast. Kind of. It seems like every week we've got... Just a wild and crazy Ezra Miller update. And to be honest, if you made up Ezra Miller news, I'd probably believe it. Right. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference because everything that he does is so like outlandish and wild. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do anything ordinary. He certainly is extraordinary. Well, That's it's funny sure. because on last week's podcast, we had some we had some new info mm-hmm. on him about people 
uh, talking about how he was in that house he had, and it was very cult-like. Right. And then, of course, the day this podcast comes out (laughs) on Monday, that's when the new information on Ezra Miller comes out. So uh, last week, Ezra Miller was charged with um, felony burglary in Stamford, Vermont. According to the police report, Vermont State Police were notified of a burglary complaint from a residence on May 1st. Right. So it's been going on for a while. Weird. And police found that several bottles of alcohol were taken from the residence. This is what, like, a teenager would do. <laughs> like it's a troubled so teenager. Wow. This is what a troubled teenager yeah. would do. He's acting out, Andrew. He's just crying out for help. Somebody uh, well, save me. But without someone, you know, I'm actually saying those words. I think he's beyond help at this point if he's, you know, the rumors about him being with underage girls are true. Yeah. I mean, he's 30. He's 30. Yeah. Or he's going to be 30 in September if he's still alive by then. But no. uh, You know what? Odds might be against it at this point. Yeah. Because apparently the KKK might be after him. So (laughs) that's, yeah. If y'all want to (laughs) die. We'll just do it, you know. We'll do it. We'll meet in the streets. You should kill yourself. Yeah. So after looking at surveillance videos, police found probable cause to charge Miller with felony burglary into an unoccupied dwelling. Can we see that video, please? Can you release the video? Imagine they're watching it. They're like, well, uh, we have video. Let's see. Is that Ezra Miller? They're like, what the fuck? I don't know who that is. And then he turns to the camera and he goes... Hi, I'm Ezra Miller, yeah. the Bengo Ghouls. <laughs> the Bengo Ghouls. Here to steal your alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so police located Miller on August 7th uh, at 11.23 p.m. and issued them a citation to appear in court. That's one person. On uh, September 26th. So where did they find him exactly? Somewhere, in, somewhere in Vermont. Not only that, apparently the Vermont State Police tried to serve a mother who's been reportedly living with Miller at at their Vermont farm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and apparently she has children with them. So they tried to serve them like an emergency protective order. Like interesting. This this is just so crazy and so wild. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on September 26th. Well, I mean, it's a citation. Uh, He wasn't even arrested. But despite all of these reports and allegations, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav reiterated that the Flash movie is still a go and is set to hit theaters on June 23rd of next year. Of course, let's flash forward a year from now. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, that movie's not coming out. But a new story from The Hollywood Reporter says that uh, Ezra Miller filmed scenes for The Flash... As recent as this summer. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. So, All this crazy shit. And they're still the, like, hey, Ez, Ezzy. So that means they... Can all of you show up to film some I, more scenes? I like that. Can they and them show? Right. <laughs> so that means they had to have known about the KKK video. And they, <laughs> right. they would have been like, well, it's just Ezra being Ezra. He's fine. Right. It's so weird. So it's insanity. One of the things I think is kind of interesting. So he has two films that are currently uh, out for, you know, uh, getting ready to be released. Um, In post-production. Post-production. Daliad, which is supposed to be a, a, about a movie about the painter Salvador Dali. Dali Land. 
Dali Land. Yeah. I can't do, can't pronounce it. But anyways, he's playing the young young uh, young Salvador Dali in this. So I do wonder if you know he's going to be a part of any like um, like press for this movie or something like that. I couldn't imagine. You know, apparently it's going to have its world premiere next month. This looks like a independent film. But still, I mean, there Who's might be people. This? He he would have to be at a premiere, I would imagine. Maybe question mark. Toronto International Film Festival. Does it have a release date? Oh, September. Yeah, September. No, next he's month, clearly right? not doing any of that. So interesting. So that's not really what's what's the really important is that the Hollywood Reporter also says that Warner Brothers is mulling over three options for the Flash movie, mm-hmm. and I I I don't believe this, but option one. Uh, Ezra Miller seeks professional help, then gives an interview to explain his behavior. What? Fucking underage girls? <laughs> they give him the Deshaun Watson treatment? Yeah. <laughs> and then the film will release as scheduled with Miller doing very limited press. I say zero he chance. Can't do any press. Zero chance that happens. Right. Option two, release the film even if Miller doesn't cooperate. Okay. That's possible. Mm-hmm. And then option three... And the most likely one, I would think, is <laughs> if the negative press surrounding Miller continues or worsens, which is in a year because the film is scheduled for release of June of next year. Right. So like 10 months, 10 months for Miller to do something worse. God, uh, they will yes. just cancel the film entirely. You know, the even the even more upsetting thing is, and I know we've talked about before, you know, getting a, a Michael Keaton Batman. But so this would be his second Batman film. That he's filmed within the last couple of years that is possibly isn't going to be released. How pissed right. is he? Well, and uh, he was going to be an Aquaman member, Aquaman two, and they were like, "Nope, off of Aquaman 2. Right? I mean, how could and and they're probably not doing Morbius two or any of that shit, so he's not going to be Vulture. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. It has to do with Spider Man, I think. I'm just, fi- I'm still figuring this place out. Figuring it out, you have the vulture suit. You just got out of jail. How do you have a vulture suit in a different fucking universe? Andrew, I think uh, that movie wasn't I, supposed to make sense. I think you and I should team up, do some good. You know, I, I, I'm a bad guy, and you're a good, good guy. That's the shittiest dialogue, some of the worst dialogue ever, and you gave it to Michael Keaton. How dare you? Terrible. Terrible. But like how Michael Keaton must feel just like, OK, I'm done with superhero shit. Yeah. No, no more of this stuff. I look like an idiot as the vulture. And now I film all this shit. And none of it even gets released. Terrible. It's funny because he had like a stretch of 10 years where like he didn't do anything. Michael Keaton. And then he came back. And he's he not going to do anything. He did Birdman. He did Spider-Man Homecoming. And mm-hmm. now it's just like, yeah, I'll do whatever as long as you pay me. Uh, so he used sad. to have like standards. It's a shame. So one of the things that kind of like dovetails in this, because, you know, Michael Keaton was in, was going to be in, I guess, well, filmed it with um, the Batman movie. Batgirl. Batgirl, excuse yeah. me. But that has reportedly been shelved and is no longer ever coming out. Well, yeah, we talked about this last week. <laughs> you no, know, I know it's sad. But there was a, uh, there's a quote from the direct from an anonymous source, uh, one of the actors or actresses from. Yeah. Um, bad girl. Uh, she said it was enormous, rewarding challenge to make this movie during COVID and during the cold weather in Glasgow. None of these things matter to the to an imbecile 
like Warner Brothers CEO David Zavlov's, uh, Zaslov, there we go. Uh His cowardice is breathtaking. And I'm glad I got to participate in blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so she basically called him an imbecile. Well, we don't know who that is. That's anonymous. She or he could be anybody. Yeah. But an actor, an unnamed source, per the direct. You know, I, I just feel bad because that... Obtained by the direct. I don't even know what the direct is. They could have just made that up. No. Direct I mean, I'm sure the actors and actresses are upset. So they really feel like that. Of course. But we you already know, talked about what Kevin Smith thought of it. Kevin he Smith. He was very pissed. Right. You know, it's we didn't really know much about that Batgirl film. But like when I was just doing some just looking into it, like it seemed like it was going to be a decent movie. Yeah. You know, it was going to have... Um, Ah, what was his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. As Gordon. As Gordon. Of course, Michael Keaton. Then it was going to have Firefly, um, Brendan Fraser. It sounded like a pretty decent cast. Well, it's not. it wasn't gonna. I mean, they filmed it. Oh, right. It's all done. Yeah. It's probably done. Edit, they probably finished editing, too. Just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. So sad. So, Variety, speaking of more DC stuff, Variety reports that the Batman sequel with Robert Pattinson, is still in development as of now, but it won't be released for many years due to David Zaslav's new direction for DC. There, and there, apparently there's also a chance it could be canceled. <laughs> and for me, uh-huh. you know how I feel about that movie. That's not the worst news in the world for I, me. For me, it's, you know, I kind of like this world that we were devel- going into. But don't you think they need to reboot the entire DCU Sure, but I mean, like, I guess you could start with Pattinson, but but that's not really what they're doing. I just they kind of went all in with the Flash movie, where it's like, oh, Michael Keaton's going to be there, and Ben Affleck's going to be there, and then who knows? I know? just I I really have no idea, and it doesn't feel like DC has any idea what they're doing. No. Week to week, it changes. Yeah, next week they could be like, okay, we're going to release this all, but it's going to be on HBO Max. You know, right. I just it's it's just mind numbing how how Marvel is miles and miles and miles ahead. They always have DC. been. It's it's crazy. ever since Christopher Nolan, you know, said peace. What is that list you have? A list of canceled DC movies? Oh, it was just uh, one that I'd seen, and it was the uh, Superman Lives. Or oh, from the nineties. Yeah, the one with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Apparently, Kevin Smith wrote it. I thought that was kind of interesting. No. It was Tim Burton and Kevin Smith. What? From what I had seen. I don't on, think. No. I, I know Kevin Smith wrote a Superman movie. I don't think it was the one that Tim Burton was going to do. I think it was that one. Apparently, they spent like $30 million on it, and it just never got it never got made, even though they were ready and rocking and rolling. Um, I don't know about that. Kevin Smith wasn't even a thing like when that movie was coming out. No? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Kevin Smith. But anyways, but yeah, I was trying to do some other research, and that was pretty much the only one I'd seen. But And it just got me thinking about just all this bad shit that DC does. Yeah. You know, they can't get anything right. Ugh. It's terrible, um, Andrew. It's terrible. And it all started with that fucking Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Oh well, shit. That was <laughs> that was a long fucking time ago. But it was terrible. Uh, Peter presented Smith with three rules, such as one. I guess you're right. Yeah, sure. Oh. Okay. No one believes Josh. Uh, hey, you're usually wrong. So Ouch. sorry. Yeah. So I mean, 
I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, also, last thing on DC, uh, Variety is reporting that Arrowverse co-creator uh, Greg Berlanti uh, has been loudly whispered as a possibility to be DC's version of Kevin Feige. Okay. David Zaslav has said that he wants to follow Marvel's long-term planning. He says he wants a 10-year plan. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I will say... I mean, the one thing that they had gotten right before the merger was I thought the stuff that they did with the CW was fine. They had so many. I didn't really watch that, but I, I certainly liked the new Suicide Squad movie and Peacemaker was amazing. Well, yeah. But that's just them saying, oh, hey, James Gunn. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Right. Um, it's funny because going back to Zack Snyder and how he completely botched Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. I remember the first movie I saw that he made, or the first movie of his that I saw was 2005, I believe, or 2004, Dawn of the Dead. It was a Dawn of the Dead remake from the 70s movie, okay. and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then I saw 300, and 300 was... Uh, uh, not bad. 300 was good for the time it came out. Right. Now you go back and watch it, and it's like, yeah, this Sparta. is really fucking ridiculous. Uh, um fine. What's his name? The star is still really good in it. Oh, Gerald Butler. Gerald Butler. Mm-hmm. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Sorry, Gerard. Um, but I'm like, okay, I liked 300. I liked Dawn of the Dead. I, I liked Watchmen in 2009. Watchmen was really good. But that's it as far as Zack Snyder. And I was like, what? The? Then I looked it up. James Gunn wrote Dawn of the Dead. Did so, he really? Yeah, I imagine wow. most of it was because of James Gunn. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because I followed James Gunn on Twitter, and someone was like, God, I just want James Gunn to make a zombie movie. And then he was like, oh, I already did. And he put the poster of Dawn <laughs> of the Dead. And I was like, oh, fuck, he wrote that? No wonder That's it was good. good. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but moving on from DC, did you know that, did you know that Discovery Plus is a streaming service? Yes, I do. You and did? I never streamed anything from there, but I know that they're supposed to be merging very soon. The two are going to be joining one. Oh, of course. That's right. Discovery and Warner Brothers. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I never even like thought of the streaming service. Well, yeah, because the only thing that you would stream on there is, what, pet shows? <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I don't so, know what else Discovery does. Discovery Plus released a trailer for House of Hammer, which is a three-part docu-series focused on Army Hammer and the Hammer family. You know who Army Hammer is. Why does that sound familiar? He played the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network. Oh, okay. Hmm. He also, uh, what was that movie with Johnny Depp, like The Lone Ranger? What the fuck was that? Oh, yeah, that was The Lone Ranger, where Johnny Depp was an Indian. And it, right? and it bombed horribly. Yeah. Like, it was... The budget was like two hundred million, and it made like twenty million. Like it was this huge bomb. One hundred eighty. Because it was, was like Johnny Depp. Yeah, <laughs> the only people who know lo- what Lone Ranger is like my dad. Like listened to it on the radio as a kid. <laughs> and your dad did not watch it. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. He might have. Mm. Um, I think people were hoping to watch it for Johnny Depp. Then, but you know about like the allegations around Army Hammer, right? No. Like he also got canceled. Uh, they were. Well, maybe I should just show you this trailer then if you don't know about it. But this trailer, it's a three-part docuseries. It dives into him. There's a lot of allegations with ex-girlfriends. Let's play it right now. Okay. I love these showers. 
I am here to talk about what happened in my relationship with Army Hammer. Are you okay to bring up your phone? Yeah. Is it that bad of a dude? Oh, just wait. I haven't really digested this one. I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use what? and yeah. seeing if they will f strangers for me. My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single hole in your body Ugh. until I was done with it. Which way? In the beginning, I felt like this was all perfect. This was amazing. He would say things, God, you're so perfect. How could you be this beautiful, this smart, it's weird. I so say those funny. Things too. It's like you're made for me. But then things changed. He pushes your boundaries a little bit at a time. You're his. Completely. I own you now. I'll These own you forever. These are messages that are being sent. I decide when you eat, when you sleep. I'm 100%. 100% a cannibal. I'm freaking out. Jesus like Christ. All he wanted ever talk about. So your sword broken. Then you get a note that says I'm going to bite the f out of you. He just like acted mad. The ropes were around your neck, your wrists, your ankles, and you're like completely immobilized. And I'm just closing my eyes until it ended. Once Courtney came forward, other women started coming forward. How did Army Hammer go from Hollywood Golden Boy to an alleged abuser? When all this came out about Army, I was not shocked. You just don't wake up and become this dark controller. <laughs> God, abuser. Jesus Christ. This behavior, it's deep-rooted. On the outside, we were a perfect family, but magnify succession a million times, and it was my family. If you believe about making deals with the devil, the hammers are top of the totem pole. Look at that fucking Every that old guy. Old guy like, like yeah. falling out. I think he died during this photo. And worse <laughs> and worse. I know my grandfather had a dark side. Beat her brain. But I saw my father's dark side firsthand. And I've seen my brother's dark side. It was like a monster unleashed. Now it's army hammer. It's just generation to generation. I've let the hammers control me my whole life. It's time Ow. to stop. I refuse to be silenced. My name is Casey Hammer, and I'm about to reveal the dark, twisted secrets of the Hammer family. Jesus. That guy's dark. That's like... Yep. That's like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, but if it was, like, fucking dark and... Yeah. And evil and real. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's wow. certainly saying like the whole Hammer family is. He kind of looks like John Hamm a little bit. John Hamm. <laughs> like, yeah, so apparently the, the entire Hammer family are like elitists that are also psychos and. I don't understand how people can miss this shit. Like, don't did they the Army like... Ham Did the Hammer family invent uh, hammers? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, hammers were invented. The like... Army was born short. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying they could have been. 
It could have been them hundreds of years ago. I don't think so. Though, uh, though Army was born shortly after this time, he probably wasn't named after the baking soda. soda. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the Arm and Hammer family? No. <laughs> no, but that's just like, why? Like, I feel like if you're going to be investing like in like a hundred million dollar movies, right? Like, you should be doing some like really like back background background uh, checking some maybe like psychological tests you should you could probably weed out some of these psychos by just having them take personality tests and stuff like that right like jesus christ like how do you miss an ezra miller how do you miss this fucking guy this fucking guy seems terrible an awful shitbag of a of a human yeah jesus christ ah uh, uh, some of those things According it's, to Hammer biographer, Armin's father bragged to his friends about naming his child after the Armin Hammer insignia. Years later, Armin used the insignia as, as the flag on his yacht. What? That's, that's so, so out of all the things you're going to name it, you're going to name it after an Armin Hammer? That's very strange. That's stupid. I so, kind of want to see this. I mean, I'm obviously not going to get Discovery Plus, but... Holy shit, man. Is this guy in prison? No. Uh, like, no, he's still no. walking around? Just, yes. Just, he should, this guy seems like a fucking predator. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, wow. I think that's the point. Someone the needs to take him off the streets. Docu-series premieres September 2nd. Apparently, they need to just, just take the whole family off. I don't know. Still uh, him alive. and Ezra Miller need to go, like, share an island together or something like that. Like a Yeah, they can kill island. each other. Yeah. They could eat each other if that's what... I mean, Army Hammer would eat him because he's probably twice the size. Oh, probably. Yeah, you're right. But... Highlander. Yeah. Highlander rules. God, Jesus. That was disturbing, Andrew. <laughs> I'm surprised you never heard anything about that. No. <laughs> I don't keep up with the Army Ar- Arm well, it's, news. Well, it's news. I mean, you know, he was filming movies at the time and he got removed from those movies, I believe. Or I hope. <laughs> Hopefully. But, I mean, he was a fail. They, they thought, Hollywood thought he was going to be this huge star, and he wasn't. That, well, he looks that was like with a the, movie star, with for the, sure. the, the When the Lone Ranger failed, they were like, oh, okay, this guy's not. Oh, uh, he can't lead a movie, that's for sure. Uh, technically. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's definitely awkward watching The Social Network now. Because now you're really not rooting for the Winkle. Oh, muscles. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so moving on, uh, Rosario Dawson might have accidentally spilled the beans about something too early. Mm. Last week in a C2E2 panel, Dawson said that she would love to be in the new Punisher show. Well, we kind of, I I guess that's just a little bit early, but we all knew that that was... Well, it's a rumor. Rumor. There's rumors about it, but... After fans were like, holy shit, the Punisher's coming back? Uh, She took to Twitter saying, I can't be trusted. Getting intel from fans during signings is iffy, apparently. My bad. Oh, she's trying to blame it? The fans said there's going to be a new Punisher movie. Or is this just what the MCU always does with the fake leaks? Like those Tom Holland leaks that, oh my God, Tom Holland. It's like, yeah, okay, he was told to do that. And where's my Doctor Doom trailer? I mean, come on now. It's been been almost... Starring Howard Stern. (laughs) That was well, I'm doing do the Doom movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I hope this is real. It was uh, next month is when they're doing the Disney the Disney con. D right? what is it? D twenty three. D twenty three. Yeah. So maybe maybe we might get some more updates around then. But hopefully, 
I mean, yeah. I mean, you would imagine it. I mean, would they really announce that at D2? Like, it's a Disney, there's Mickey Mouse, and then John Bernthal comes out, and the Punisher get up, and he just shoots Mickey Mouse in the head. John Bernthal, and then Ryan Reynolds says Deadpool. Hey, guys, we're here. They just murder the fucking Mickey family. Okay, maybe it won't be then, but maybe somewhere around. Yeah, I can't imagine. Maybe somewhere around then. Uh, also, in a recent episode of Inside the uh, Gilliverse, which I don't even know it was a podcast, but Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan revealed that he tried to make a GTA-like game hmm. based on Breaking Bad. And it's funny because fans have joked that any random scene in Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul could be a cut scene in the GTA games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially uh, El Camino. <laughs> El Camino, or the scene where the guy that voices Trevor in GTA mm. is in that episode of Better Call Saul where Mike beats him up. Ah, it's like, oh, this could totally okay. be a cutscene for for GTA. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, but you were you've been saying for the past few weeks now that maybe hashtag once no 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 not that ah oh. now that Better Call Saul is ending mm-hmm. they could do another spinoff show focusing on yeah the Salamancas the Salamancas or Don Juan, uh, Don Eladio well that's the Salamancas the Salamancas yeah uh, but Gilligan told Rolling Stone that he isn't planning on returning to the Breaking Bad universe again he said I could do more with this universe and maybe sometime someday I will especially if I fail at everything that comes next. <laughs> Then I'll come crawling back. But right now, I feel like it's time to do something new. I like that. Yeah. If I'm a failure at everything else I do, I, I guess I'll come back to this fucking I mean, that's, cash cow. Uh, that's 100% honesty. It is. I like that. I mean, there, there was something else. He's doing He's doing an interview with a vampire, right? He is? On, on, a, on AMC. There's a new AMC show coming out. I think it's Interview with a Vampire. Okay. And I believe he's the he's the big, uh, big the producer, the big producer in that show. Yeah, he's yeah. not writing it. Uh, let me see if he's directing it. I don't. See, is it called Interview with a Vampire? I thought it was. It was some type of vampire show. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Okay, yeah. I trust you. Well, I don't see him quicker. as any credits unless it's called something different. I did see that. I don't see... Okay, I see Interview with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a director. <coughs> Excuse me. Not a writer. Let me see if he's a producer. It doesn't show him as a producer. No. Hmm. Who's the other guy that's attached to Breaking Bad? I it's, don't see... Uh, Peter, Peter Gould. Yeah, I don't see him either. Interesting. I could have swore I thought I saw one of them was attached to it. Okay, this is why I guess I'm, I'm hit or miss... You can only trust me on about 50% of the things I say, apparently. Yeah. Damn. I guess I just must have mixed, like, a Better Call Saul trailer with uh, the Interview Fair Vampire. Yeah, because, you know, those are very similar. No, I just have been like, oh, I guess, you know, that must must be his next show he's doing. Yeah. But, no, I'm I'm interested in whatever he does next. Of course. I mean, shit, he's he's earned my trust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Deadline says that Tom Cruise wants to reprise his Les Grossman role from Tropic Thunder. Which was like 2008. The report says Cruz and uh, his frequent collaborator Christopher McQuarrie are fixated on Les Grossman, and it's unclear if they will create a whole movie around the character or borrow him for inclusion in either of the other vehicles, which includes a song and dance style musical. Ugh. 
This doesn't sound like a good idea. What is it with people trying to do musicals all of a sudden? It's 14 years ago. Oh, wow. And he was just, he had a small role in this movie, and I, I never, I didn't really like Tropic Thunder. Uh, Tropic Thunder was, it was okay. Right. It wasn't groundbreaking. The best part was the beginning with the fake trailers. That was good. That was yeah. my favorite part. I mean, it was fun, but I mean, I don't think it needs to, I mean, it was one of those things that was probably good just being a one-off. Yeah, I want another movie you couldn't make today. Uh, that's true, <laughs> but this—I mean, not everything. Any movie that's a sequel, pretty much any movie that's ten years old, or, you know, ten years or older, you can't make today, like comedy-wise. You saying Robert Downey Jr. can't wear blackface again? I don't think so. Even though that no, was no. that was the entire like point is 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 making fun of Hollywood for doing that. Never go full retard. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. Oh, either. Shit, yeah, you can't make sure to cut that out. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, I just had a couple things real quick. Uh, you know, we'd all talked about how terrible the CGI looks in She-Hulk. Yeah. Apparently, the stuff is starting to bother Marvel. Um, so they're, according to Screen Geek, they are starting to weigh whether or not that they should have their own VXX, VFX house. Okay. Because they're tired of people, um, tired of um, all those artists talking shit about how much, how Marvel treats them and all that stuff. Yeah. So if Marvel has their own, well, there, people, there are a lot of stories that Marvel does. There are not treat them very well. Yeah, one of these was uh, a guy who worked on Spider-Man: Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy. He tweeted, uh, "Working on Marvel shows is what pushed me to leave VSX, the VFX industry. They're a horrible client, and I've seen way too many colleagues break down after being overworked while Mar- Marvel tightens the purse strings." Yeah. So per- apparently, you know it's. And there's a couple other VFX artists that have been screaming about how the, they were treated during She-Hulk, you know, uh-huh. and She-Hulk looks fucking shitty. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's going to be any better if it's in-house with Marvel, but, you know, they'll probably get a lot less complaints. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so. they shouldn't have rushed them because it doesn't, you know, it yeah. doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. Uh, the other thing I, th- I thought was kind of interesting was... Uh, Kind of on a She-Hulk, She-Hulk kind of turn. Uh-huh. Mark Ruffalo was uh, talking about how Marvel shows are maybe a little bit more interesting than the Star Wars universe, which is kind of weird. I don't know why he's like showing thra- shade at you know his well, where, own where, company. Where, where, where was this? What did he do? Uh, this was at uh, Variety. Variety um, had the story. I don't uh-huh. know exactly where it was from. For, well, you, it's variety. variety had the story. Um, so he said, if you watch a Star Wars, that's kind of funny. If you watch a Star Wars, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you're pretty much going to get the same version of Star Wars each time. It might have a little bit of humor and it might have a little bit different animation, but you're always really in that same kind of world. But with Marvel, you have a whole different feeling, even within the Marvel universe. And that's true. I mean, each each show that they put out feels completely different than the next. And I would right. imagine She-Hulk is going to be way different than Moon Knight. You know, there's a lot of different things. Uh, so. Apparently, he was interviewed by Metro.co.uk. Oh, okay. Um, the only other thing that I have is, I think, just because next Sunday is going to be House of Dragons... We should we should just kind of like embrace and get ready for House of Dragons, Andrew. House of the Dragons. House of the Dragons. This Dragon. is your show, man. You're the Game of Thrones fan. You don't even know the name of the fucking show. House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. I'm so sorry. But no, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I saw a story on Variety as well 
that HBO has spent 20 around 20 million dollars per episode to produce its first 10 episodes. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy considering in Game of Thrones it was around 100 million dollars per season. So this is going to have double the budget. Well, I'm sure Game of Thrones was was had a smaller budget its first couple seasons. Well, they said that the first se- the first season was around 6 million dollars an episode, but uh, the last season was around 15 million. So this okay. is still going to be even more. A lot of people are kind of speculating that this is going to be for the VFX well, that's, budget. That's what happens. With a lot more dragons. Yeah, that's that's also what happens where it's like, okay, well, you want us to come back and do another? Well, no, this is from a whole a whole different people. It's not the same showrunners that that uh, that did uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Okay, so it's kind of a new, a whole new creative spin in the same universe. But I thought it would be kind of interesting to, you know, kind of talk about your experience. You just dived in to the Game of Thrones world right before this podcast. We watched the first episode, the pilot episode mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones, and uh, I thought it was good yeah. until the very end. And then I got pissed off, and I don't know if I want to watch the show. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we'll watch House of the Dragon because it's very popular. And mm-hmm. I, look, I'm sure I would like the show. I might, I might continue watching Game of Thrones, but I don't like when bad things happen to children. For, so that that affects me. Brand falling out of the window is what kind of drove Andrew Benet. Whoa! Spoiler. I, that's a, it's been 12 years old. It's been 11 years. It's been 11 years. But you know, Andrew might be checking out a couple more. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll, see. Oh, well, now I want to see that guy die. Who <laughs> ja- did that? Jamie Lannister is what he's uh-huh. talking about. So yeah, so for people interested, uh, you know, Andrew's dipping his toe into the universe. And then next Sunday, we're going to go full in, skinny dipping into Jesus Christ. The, Your the analogies House suck. Of the dragons. That was a good analogy. House of the Dragon, not dragons. House of the Dragon. Yeah. There we go. There so, go. Put a button on it. No, don't put anything on it. There you go. You have anything else? Uh, that's pretty much all I got this week. All right, so I I forgot to choose a top five list for everybody. I give Andrew I one job. One job to Andrew. Oh, whatever. It's because you can't <laughs> handle it. So what should we do? Someone suggested, like, top five movie villains. You want to do that? Are they, are they all just going to be Marvel villains, right? <laughs> Superhero no. villains? <laughs> no. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the, so villains, top five villains, top five movie villains, top five movie villains. Okay, I, I guess that could be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I'm settled. It's, so, can I consider Dominic Toretto a, a villain in the first <laughs> Fast and Furious? No, no, he wasn't no. a villain. The cops were the villain. Were they the villains? Yes, because they're trying to stop these thugs from. But Dominic Toretto was a thug. Yeah, well, no, there's no, yeah. Oh, damn. I wouldn't. That's going to be a top five villain, you stupid, you stupid ass. <laughs> I was just trying to figure, I was trying to gauge what we consider a villain. You know, he's going to be on the list. Obviously Joker, obviously Thanos. And I was curious if Well, th- well you pointed over here as if Thanos is on this table. Well, he's not. Th- Thanos is everywhere. He's Yeah, Thanos, he's Thanos, yeah. When he was snapped out. But there's superhero movies that have vil- there's there's non-superhero movies that have villains. Yeah. The villain from Major League, she was pretty great. Oh, and she was hot too. And then they undressed her. No Country for Old Men. 
Javier Bardem. Oh, uh, he could he's he could great, be like five different no at least three the, different the villains. The T1000. But he was a good guy. No, no, the T1000. That was, was the bad guy. What was he in the that second? That was Robert one? Patrick. No, no, in the but in the second one he was still a T1000. Okay, Josh is confused. All right, uh, no, the T1000 was the evil one. Yes, in Terminator Two. But in the oh yeah, what was Arnold was a T100. I don't remember, but the T1000 was okay. the new bad guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Villains it is. Movies. Just movies, though. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows how many I'll get in there. Oh, but yeah, because if we included TV villains, I mean, Kingpin would have to be in there for sure. I mean, yeah. Walter White. Walter White. Gus oh, Fring, Lalo. Oh, It'd God. just be all Breaking <laughs> Bad all breaking villains. Bad. <laughs> Saul, technically, is a villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Kim, too. She's not a villain. All right, well, let's talk about Season 6, Episode 12 of Better Call Saul. Good God, there's one episode left after this. This episode is better known as the Kim episode, pretty much. It's the Kim, and wow, what an episode. Another banger. Like, I, yeah. I might, oh, th- this whole she episode. She won her Emmy here for sure. Pretty, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. So first we see Saul, and it's in the Breaking Bad timeline. Uh, he's tossing a ball around and delaying his meeting with someone. Mm-hmm. Finally, later in the episode, Saul pulls out the divorce. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There, he, he pulls out the divorce papers and tells Francesca to send her in. And Kim signs the divorce papers, and then so does Jimmy. And Jimmy's a total jerk. So he was being a total asshole, because she's like, we can all hear you bouncing the ball. Yeah. So while she's out there waiting, he's just being a total dick. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck And uh, he tells Kim, I think you're going to regret not taking your share in the Sandpiper money, because she felt bad about Mm -hmm. it, obviously. And Kim's like, all right, well, I'll file these divorce papers tomorrow. And Jimmy very rudely says, have a nice life, Kim. Well, he got his heart broken. You know, sometimes people are like that. Uh, you're right. I've been like that myself. Uh, so was an asshole. Kim leaves and Francesca sends in the next client and it's Emilio from the pilot episode of Breaking Bad. That, yeah, that's right. And that's, that's it. Right. He was in that that one episode. That's it. Emilio was a snitch, right? He was a snitch in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, was he? I think he was a snitch. I don't remember. But Walter killed him. He was like Walter's first kill was Emilio when he because he wanted them to cook them, show them how to cook the meth. And then he poisoned them and locked them in there. Right. Emilio is the one that died. Crazy. It's the one that survived. And then Walter killed him later. Right. But I think or maybe it was Crazy Eight that was a snitch. I don't remember. One of them. Two, OK, I couldn't. It's remember. not really yeah. important. here. No, I was just curious. Okay, uh, so as Kim walks out of the waiting room, you could hear someone coughing and. For a second, I was like, wait, is this Walter? Like, what part of the timeline are we in? But oh, no, shit. it couldn't have been. That's right. We haven't got our Walter scene but, yet. But yeah, it couldn't have been because Emilio yeah. was, you know, he didn't know Emilio and right. he wouldn't be there at that time. But outside the building, Kim has a cigarette and she's waiting because it's pouring rain. And leaning against the wall is Jesse Pinkman. And the oh, thing didn't bow, bow, fucking bow, bow, work. There we go. God, you fucking piece of I shit. I did it for you. I got it. But it was good. It was kind of good to see Jesse Pinkman. You know, he's like, hey, is this Saul guy any good? First, he was asking to bum a cigarette. 
But uh, yeah. I liked it. It was a nice little scene. Uh, yeah, okay, hold on. Jesse Pinkman! <laughs> I mean, I just did it. <laughs> no, you don't. It's not good enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jesse asks him for a cigarette. She gives him one, and he tells her, I recognize you. You defended my buddy Combo. Oh, yeah. He stole baby Jesus from the church. <laughs> I love this. I don't know why he needed it. It's yeah. fucking crazy. And Jesse asks him if Saul Goodman's the real deal because his buddy Emilio's facing real time. And Kim tells Jesse, when I knew him, he was. And then she runs to her car. Yeah. He is no longer Jimmy. He's full Saul. Full Saul. So then we go to present day Kim Wexler. <laughs> she is living who... the most boring bland, milk-toast life you'll ever see. She's in a boring relationship with a boring guy and has boring sex. When I, and they're having sex, he's like, yep, 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 I, yep, I, yep. I almost, I was eating at this moment. I almost spit up what I was eating. Yeah. I was, that made me laugh so hard. Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, she also dyed her uh, hair. Jesus, Kim. And uh, she goes to work at the uh, sprinkler company. Told you, waterworks. You're right. Money. And uh, you can tell she's bored out of her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then we see Kim get the phone call from Jimmy from the last episode. And we, we, you know, we confirm that Kim answers the phone. Jimmy tells Kim, I want to catch up. It's been six years. I can't believe it. And right. Kim tells Jimmy, you shouldn't be calling me. You should turn yourself in. And that's where Jimmy gets defensive. And he tells uh, Kim, you turn yourself in. Uh, you're the one with the guilty conscience. Fring's in the ground. Mike's in the ground. Lalo's in the ground, apparently. <laughs> Go ahead. Spill your guts. Right. But then then she was like, uh, what was her closing line? Well, Jimmy eventually calms down, and Kim just says, I'm glad you're alive, and hangs up the phone. But then, okay, so then we're supposed to believe that that's where Saul, or Gene, on the other end, just went apeshit bananas and started destroying the phone. That doesn't seem like a very contentious way to end a phone call to be honest no, no. you know he, when he was losing it he said you turn yourself in that's when he was screaming right and going crazy but and then she goes i'm glad you're alive and hangs up on him and he goes crazy yes you think so i don't know i was i was left a little bit underwhelmed to be honest that's because you're confused i was confused about the scene very confused. she hung up on him that's why he flipped out yeah but she was like he wanted I'm, to I'm talk glad, to her i'm glad you're happy yeah I'm glad you're alive and then bam that's all she said yeah. She left him hanging. Well, I mean, he left her hanging for six years. Saul's, Saul's just a selfish asshole. You no, know, I he guess. didn't leave her hanging for six years. She left him. No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm confused. Right. So Kim goes back to Albuquerque and visits the courthouse. Uh, Mike's ticket booth job has been replaced by a machine. That was kind of cool, seeing her, like, pull up. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the booth. And then Kim sees a female lawyer helping her client put on a tie and tuck in his shirt, mm-hmm. something she used to do. Yeah, when she was a lawyer. Uh, then Kim visits Howard's widow, Cheryl, and this entire scene, I was literally sitting on the edge of my couch. Right. This was one of the best scenes in the series. Yeah, because leading Period. up into that, I didn't know what was exactly happening. I didn't know what document she was delivering. I was leaning forward, sitting at the edge of my seat, and I was like, oh, my God, what, what's, what is she going to tell her the truth? 
Right. And then Howard's wife, her acting was pretty good, too. You know, her facials and, you know, it's just that was a really well acted scene. Really well. And uh, Kim gives her a long affidavit explaining that Howard was murdered. And Cheryl's like, well, where's Howard's body? And Kim's like, I don't know. Uh, They'll probably never find it. Mm Mm-hmm. And Cheryl asks Kim if she will go to jail, but Kim says it's up to the district attorney if they will make it a case. There's no physical evidence, no witnesses, except my ex-husband, assuming he's still alive. So Mm. she's still protecting him. Still protecting him. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. She still loves him. Um, I guess that's what it's supposed to be meant. Yeah. I'm glad you're still alive, all that. And then Kim eventually breaks down later, crying on a bus full of people. Because that whole scene, I'm like, how is she remaining so calm? And, you know, but she was a lawyer. That was tough to watch. Just like it was like two minutes of her just like, you know, slowly trying to hold it back. And then just the waterworks came. And then I was like, I totally feel for Kim. The waterworks. It, yes. Waterworks. Yeah. Ah, zing. Yeah. Didn't even try. Uh, so later we go back from where we saw Gene in the last episode where he breaks into the man with cancer's house who is fast asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy does the job and Jeff pulls up in the cab. God, this was hilarious. Uh, Jimmy is about to leave, but then he decides to go upstairs. And as he walks upstairs, we see the man start to wake up. Meanwhile, a cop car pulls up behind Jeff in the taxi. <laughs> I'd love this scene with um, the cops. <laughs> Jimmy steals some watches, but then finds out the guy is awake, but still very drunk. And the guy sits on the stairs, and Jimmy grabs this guy's dog's urn. He's, and he's about to kill him with it. Right. Or at least knock him out. Him. <laughs> but the guy falls back to sleep. Jesus. So then Jimmy's about to leave, but he sees the cop car. Uh, meanwhile, Jeff is super nervous. He slowly put, puts the car in drive. And then we see that the cop's... Just parked there to eat some tacos. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. were arguing about the taco. Does this look like a fish taco? Yeah. It's like a fish taco. Well, if, you, if you're so far away from the ocean, you're complaining about a fish taco. Yeah. I love that scene. But That's great. Jeff is a fucking moron, and he decides to <laughs> hightail it, and he immediately crashes into a parked car. I love the guy. Like, like, such a The cops moron. look up like, you see this shit? Yeah. So the cops go after him, which allows Amazing. Jimmy, you know, to leave unscathed. And Jimmy goes back home and Jeff calls him from jail. And and Jeff's like, hey, dad, the cops think I robbed the place because the drunk guy came out of his house and told them that he's missing some stuff. And uh, Jimmy tells Jeff, since since they don't have any evidence, you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get the best legal defense in the world. <laughs> and then Jimmy tells Jeff's mom what happened. Uh, and she starts to get suspicious because Jimmy knows too much about Albuquerque law. Yep. He's like, well, in Albuquerque, I forgot what it was, but yeah. Yeah, she, she's like, well, I think she was kind of curious, like, why would you know about Albuquerque yeah. if you live here? Right. Yeah. So Jimmy tells her he's going to pick her up so she can bail Jeff out. And Jimmy gets to her house, but she's watching a Saul Goodman ad on her laptop. And that's where <sighs> everything goes to shit. Shouldn't have bought her the fucking laptop. Jimmy denies that he's Saul, but says, but she says, I typed in con man in Albuquerque and you popped up. Uh, This is where it gets insane. Yeah. So uh, Marion starts to call the police, but he pulls the phone cord out of the wall and he starts walking towards her menacingly while wrapping the cord around his hands like he's gonna strangle her to death Fucking like go and i was i was again on the edge of my scene i'm like there's no way he kills her he's not walter white 
Like oh. he's not he's not this guy. Like like that would be a complete betray like betrayal of the character because that's not who Jimmy is. Well, I think he's he, not a murderer. I think he had a moment to where like I think I'm going to kill this, but then he you know thought better of it. Well, Mar- I think he was thinking. Marion goes for her life alert, but Jimmy grabs it from her, and <laughs> Marion tells Jimmy, "I trusted you." And then that's where Jimmy starts to feel guilty, right? And he lets go of her, so she pushes the life alert and tells the operator, "There's a criminal uh, standing in my uh, kitchen, threatening me. His name's Saul Goodman." And then Jimmy runs out of the house to end the episode. Now I watched um, Talking Saul, okay, the after show. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it recorded it for even though I didn't tell them to, <laughs> but uh, Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul Goodman, says he was like, yeah, he was gonna kill her, but then he looked in her face and like you know like saw the innocence in her eyes and felt guilty about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, he he was um that's what he said about it. So, well, I guess we had to have figured that you know Carol Burnett was not going to be in a small role. You know, yeah. she ended up playing a pretty pivotal role in this show. Well, it's depending on what's happening in this finale, it's going to lead to Saul's downfall or Jimmy's ultimate downfall. Right. Because, like, what can he even, re- how could he even redeem himself? Like, Walter White got Hank killed. He got so many people killed. Right. So many isn't people. But he broke the Jesse end, out. Huh? He broke Jesse out. In he the saved end. Jesse, and he killed those fucking rednecks, those those neo Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. What could Saul even do to redeem himself? Could he turn himself in like Kim did and collaborate the story? Like, would that even be that redeemable of a qual- of something? I think he's something. I don't know how satisfying that would be either. <laughs> Just him and the does DA's he die? Office. I think he. I don't. I and think how he, does he die? I think he. This is this last episode is going to just be on like a him trying to escape, and he ends up, you know, maybe running off a cliff or something like that. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to remember, like, before I watched the last episode of Breaking Bad, did I have any because clue? Did I have any clue what was going to happen? I, I think no. I don't think so. Because what? Because the second to last episode is when he saw. Uh, Gretchen and Elliot on right. TV and he got pissed off because they were talking about it. He's, you know, just this crazy guy. I will say that uh, the last... Did you see, like, the little little 30-second trailer for, like, the last... Yeah, th- yeah. it was, like, so, a I crash mean, car. A crash car. That's what kind of got me thinking. Like, you know, he's... And I couldn't tell escape. what he was saying. I couldn't tell either. Yeah. But let's go back to when Jimmy called Kim. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jimmy said, Fring is dead, Mike is dead, Lalo is dead. Probably. You know who he didn't say was dead? Who? Walter White. Mm. And you've been saying this kind of as a joke lately, hashtag Walter White is still alive. Mm. Now, Kim doesn't, I get, I get it that Kim has no experience with Walter White. But I imagine but, she but heard of he's him. involved with the fring and all that. Right. Starting to believe that Walter White might still be alive. Like, what if that's the reveal at the end of Saul? At the, at the last episode, the big reveal is like Walter White's in prison. <laughs> and it's like, brum, brum, and it's like, a new season of Breaking Bad is coming to AMC next year. <laughs> but the trial of Walter White. <laughs> 
Oh, tried well, by better tried by Saul Goodman. <laughs> well, it's six years later. Ah, uh, well, it's oh, so six years. No, later. No, I, I just think it's kind of funny. I thought that was. I don't. I certainly don't think that's going to happen. But oh, what's going to happen? Do you have any predictions? Uh, the only prediction I have is I think that. Saul might have a fiery car crash. I, I don't know. No, but, but that's, that's, not just, that's not the show's not going to end with the car crash. They wouldn't not? show you that. Why not? That's not going to no. So the last episode, of course, is called Saul's Gone. Saul Gone. Saul Gone. And Saul oddly gone, enough, yeah. I mean, there's no info on it. Usually there's well, a little, there's like a little bit of info, but I can't find any info on it. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they would write for it, but... I mean, like you said, I really have no idea what's going to happen. You know, what yeah, is no, what is this Kim huh. stuff going to come come from? Are we are we done with Kim? I would imagine we still get one more scene with Walter White. True. So I mean, what's that going to be? IMDb. IMDb for this episode. Okay. Says that Skyler will be in it as well. Maybe he is alive. Skylar visiting him in prison. <laughs> well, why would she visit him? <laughs> she hates him. Maybe we get oh, she's some. Testifying. Maybe she's we, testifying. Because we know everyone's fate. Even Francesca said Skylar White got her deal. We don't really know what that means, but obviously right. she got a deal. Right. You could probably assume she's not. She didn't go to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably to give up a shit ton of money, but. Uh, they still have Elliot and Gretchen to give the kids the money. So. Right. Oh, yeah, on the 18th birthday or as whatever As far as we know. But maybe we finally get some sort of confirmation that Walter's... De- uh, who knows? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know how this ends. And it's, but it's kind of cool, you know? It's, yeah, it's great. I'm, no, I mean, it's this show's amazing. Yeah. It got so much... It's It got so much better from the first few seasons. Which is so... And, and I'm kind of disappointed. The sh- I still love the first few seasons, but I love how this and this turned out. I'm really surprised that people haven't been, you know, uh, checking this out. You know, the ratings have been pretty much the same the past couple episodes. Yeah. You know, this is going to be the last one. I mean, it has to be do a big rating, I would imagine. I'm Where sure. are the Better Call Saul fans? <laughs> Where are you? I don't know. So, all right. So before we move on to pray, uh, I have an idea that we can do. Obviously, this podcast comes out Monday morning. Right. The series finale of Better Call Saul is Monday night. Okay. Are we doing a scorecard? No. (laughs) What the fuck would we even put? (laughs) Is Walter White alive? Yes or no? (laughs) I say Monday night, we watch the series finale, of course, like we will anyways. Okay. But then we do a just a special episode of Hollywood Hogwash where it's just, you know, we talk we we just cover instant reaction. Instant reaction we just cover the series finale of Better Call Saul okay. rather than waiting an entire week to talk about it again. Okay. Because next week we have She-Hulk and we have House of the Dragon. Ugh. I don't want to, you know, that's three shows in one episode. I'd rather just do it right away. Plus it could yeah. also help our like hits on YouTube if we cover it right after the show comes out and we put sure. it out there. Sure. And we want to dedicate a lot of time to House of House of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time. So like an hour. So yeah, I think we'll we'll record um the review Monday night. It'll be out there late Monday, early Tuesday. Thoughts on Saul's gone. Sa- no, just Saul gone. Saul gone? Saul yeah. Saul gone. Saul gone. I'm adding an S to everything. Like Saul gone. Saul gone. Saul gone, man. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm so, down. I'm down. All right. Well, then, that'll be out again late Monday, early Tuesday. All right. I can't wait. Let's talk about Prey. Uh, like I said before, second best Predator movie I've ever seen. I've seen the original Predator. I don't, I don't, I never saw Predator 2, but I heard it was bad. With Danny Glover, Danny Glover. Right? Yeah, I never saw it either. I saw Alien vs. Predator, the first one. Terrible. I saw that one. That was awful. Awful. I saw Predators, which was uh, Robert Rodriguez, I believe. And honestly, I remember nothing about that movie. So, yeah, I really like this movie. It was good. Like, I, you know, me, I don't really like, you know, horror movies but or scary movies. But, you know, this was like, this bumped right up into it. And it was, it was fine. It was kind of more of an action movie. Oh, right. There was a 2018 movie called The Predator. I didn't see that either. Oh, really? Uh, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, safe to say it sucked. But there's been five Predator movies. Wow, five? Okay. Well, no, six. Well, this doesn't count Alien vs. Predator. Rank your top five Predator movies, Andrew. This doesn't count Alien vs. Predator. I think there's been two Alien vs. Yeah, there's two. So Predator 1 with with Arnold, Predator 2, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator, Predator, Requiem, Predators, and then The Predator, and then Prey. So that's seven. I'm not going to watch any movie with Requiem in the title. It does. That's not going to lead to a good Well, movie. Requiem for a Dream was really good, but goddamn, that's a depressing movie. But no. I'm going to stick with my... So this is Hulu's biggest premiere ever with the most viewing hours in its first three days. And worth it. And thank, I want to thank our fans for telling us to watch this. Yeah. You guys redeemed yourself from Reacher. Told us to watch Reacher. <laughs> Yeah, y'all guys are one for two right now. One they also two. they also were like watch Peacemaker when we were watch trying to Peace- decide. Okay, y'all guys are doing a little bit better because I remember yeah. a lot of people were saying watch um, uh, that movie on Amazon that I've been watching, um, the one with Chris Pratt. It's a show. Yeah, Terminalist. Terminalist. Yeah, that's yeah. really good too. You finished it? I've got two more episodes. Okay, I've been watching a week at a time. All right, so back to Prey. Sorry, I'm just saying the fans. Are, okay, fans are redeeming themselves. They've done pretty well. Back to Prey. Back to Prey. It, I would. It's more action than horror, really. Well, yeah. yeah there's, I mean, uh, like it, I said, the it, predator killing a bunny rabbit is not that scary. Well, I techni- or a dog. Technically, he killed the snake. The snake. That's yeah. right. No, it was but cool like seeing. The, yeah. It was cool seeing predator fighting different animals: the snake, the dog, the bear. Uh, the I really like the dog <laughs> fight because the dog ran at him, jumped, and then we—he's invisible, obviously. So yeah. we hear a slash, and the dog's like. Ready to go again, but then it just falls over because he cut open the dog's stomach. Yeah. Like, the way he kills people is very brutal. Yes. uh, Which is what you need if you're going to make this type of movie. Make it good. It can't be PG-13. He cut off that guy's arm and head. He cut the other guy's legs off. Pulling spines from animals and then the decapitating heads. I mean, there were some brutal kill scenes. Yeah. These were like on the boys level brutal the main the main character Naru was running from Predator, but she was caught in a trap. And uh, Predator doesn't attack you when you're you know incapacitated. Right. She was captured by French voyagers who also captured her brother, and they used Naru and her brother as bait. But Predator killed the voyagers instead in very creative ways. I 
I know this is just like a random thing, but I did appreciate how the Native Americans were speaking, you know, English, but they had the the Americans or whatever. Yeah. Those were the ones that were speaking the actual foreign language. Yeah. Well, I thought that was kind of cool. You could watch the movie uh, dubbed in other languages. Yeah, and one of the one of the things that you could watch it in is is in the actual Comanche language, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. But it's just dubbed. But still pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not something here. Look, that's like I you know, I've said before, that's you watch Endgame. They're in outer space. They're in other fucking universes. They're all speaking English. All right. (laughs) You got to suspend disbelief some. I've given them props. I think it's cool. Uh, The musket gag was really good when they shot when like three of them shot Predator and then they were (laughs) reloading their muskets. (laughs) Like it didn't affect them. Predator looks and like, oh, shit, we got to reload. Yeah. And uh, Naru's brother said the line that Arnold says in the original movie, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, Obviously, he didn't say it like that, but, you know, he said the line. Obviously. Uh, It was a cool fight scene with Naru and the other Voyagers when she rescued her dog, Mm -hmm. how she fucking killed those guys. Again, the action, the violence, very well done. Very cool. That one-legged guy that uh, Naru helped tried to play dead. And Predator can't see you when you're not moving, I guess. But. No, what happened was, you remember those flowers that she was trying to find? Oh, that's right. It lowers the body temperature. Lowers the body temperature. Sorry. That's why she took it, too, and yeah. it kind of turned her invisible. Right. Because the Predator's always looking for heat signatures. Yeah, that's right. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it kind of came into came into full first circle, because earlier in the, when the first, when the show first started, you know, they were trying to help that one uh, guy that got injured. Yeah. And they put... You know, those flowers in his mouth. Like, yeah. Oh, he's freezing. Yeah. Like, well, you know, that's what it is. So Predator doesn't see the guy, but he accidentally steps on his leg. And the guy screams <laughs> and he's dead. That's kind of cool. Uh, then Nara's brother knocked Predator's helmet off and we see that he is one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I like that. I mean, he got in some licks. He did. He looked like a total badass. No, he was beating Predator, and and then Predator pussies out and goes invisible. Yeah. And then kills him. I love that. As soon as he went invisible, you know, he just screams like, fuck you! You know, like, that was just like, come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I love that. That was a great scene. So Predator kills Naru's brother right in front of her. Um, But he does, like, stab Predator in the leg so that Naru can escape. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she does, and she later knocks out the last surviving Voyager, and that was the guy that cut her brother earlier in the movie. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, maybe she'll try to team up with him, and they do in a way. (laughs) I love that. Andrew's like, team up. They teamed up in a way. I mean, it was an unwilling team up. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this guy wakes up to rats eating his severed leg. Ugh. Uh, well, not his severed leg, his leg that was severed, I guess. Yeah, that's a terrible way to wake up. Uh, and then Predator shows up and kills him. Uh, Naru shoots Predator in the back of the head, back of his head with the gun that the other guy gave her earlier. Mm-hmm. It knocks his helmet off and she runs away with it. And I was like, why? You know, I get, I get the helmet, it protects him, right? But I didn't have all of it figured out yet. The reveal I, was very good. I had all... Did he go... Invisible after that? Because I thought the, the helmet was kind of also what kind of helped him go invisible. Uh, I think he did go invisible, did yeah. He? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was invisible after that. But okay. Naru sets a trap, jumps on Predator's back, 
hacking away with her axe. <laughs> right. She kind of she made like the axe like scorpion in Mortal Kombat, like she could throw it. And <laughs> the pull whole braiding sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Predator accidentally cut his own arm off when blocking an attack with his shield. Ugh. And then Predator almost kills Naru with his shield, but she rips out, like, one of his giant teeth that are, like, on the outside of his mouth. Right. And she stabs him with it. And then she traps him in the mud that she got trapped in earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. Again, great callbacks. Right. Uh, And then Predator aims at her, but she faced his helmet at Predator, and that helmet is, like, the laser targeting, or has the laser targeting. Right. So when he shoots at her, the arrow's... Go in a circle and then right psh, back, right in his fucking head. Way outsmarted him. It was great. That, that was, was that was a really creative kill sequence too. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. So Naru severs Predator's head. I told you this was going to happen. You told me even before happen. this final fight scene. I'm like, she's going to cut off his head and bring it back to the tribe and be like, I'm the tribal chief now. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. And that's exactly what <laughs> happened. Technically, what happened. They're like, oh, okay, you're the fucking war chief now. Yeah. So, awesome, awesome ending, too. That I, helps. I, it was really good. But, you know, the, the whole first part of the movie was pretty much about, she kind of sucked as a hunter. Oh, yeah. She was really, really bad. And it wasn't until, you know, she I guess she finally started to get some confidence. Or, you know, she started out smart predator is when, you know, it ended up working out. But yeah. they, were whole, they were all leaning into that, hey, girls can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? Right. Even even her mother, or yeah. whoever she was. Yeah, mother or whatever. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're good at a lot of other things, like baby making and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Leave the war to, to the all the men. Yeah. So the end credits show, like, they're recapping the movie with a bunch of, you know, paintings. Mm-hmm. And at the end credits, they show a painting of more Predator spaceships arriving. And I was like, why didn't they just do that in the movie? Like, at the end. Because she tells them we have to leave. It's not safe here. Right. Then the movie ends. But it's like, if you're going to do that, why not just put it in the movie? (laughs) They ran out of their VFX budget. Maybe. I don't don't know. It seemed like it would have been very easy. Pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. But uh, so we'll see if they do another one. Uh, Again, I really liked it. I would say 8.5 out of 10. Oh, sure. Yeah. No. Eight. Something like that. This was a really good movie. I liked it. You know, I, I I'd saw, watch it again. I'd watch it again. You know what? Whoever did this, I don't know who uh, who directed it and all that stuff. But I'd be interested in watching other kind of predator movies, like something like this. Well, and the thongs they make them good again. The other ones were not. I saw someone. I can't remember who tweeted this, so I wish I could give them the credit. But they were like, you know, they should have predator like facing like different like legendary warriors from like you know ancient past. Like have predator <laughs> facing like. You know, Japanese ninjas or Predator facing, like, Roman Legion soldiers and stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of cool to see, like, the whole Predator universe kind of open up and go a little bit further, you know, back in in time a little bit. So the guy that directed Prey, uh, Dan Trachenberg, he also directed the pilot episode for the boys. I could see what... Remember when I said these were very boys-like kills? Yeah. He also directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was the John Goodman one. And that was really good, too. Uh, So he's done a lot of good stuff. What else? Yeah, let's see what else he has. 
It's got a few other things. They're gonna they're gonna make another Water World. Oh, it's a TV series. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Everything should be. He TV also wrote now, Prey. Okay. Story by yeah. Okay. Well, like, well, there you go. If there was like a predator versus something, what would you want to see? Like predator, like going back in time. I don't know. This was original because you know, original. there was one gun. You know, like really, like she used one bullet, right? I don't even think she used it. No, she did. She shot the helmet off his head. Oh, that's right. She, the back of the head, she blew it off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one bullet. But yeah, it was. Yeah, again, really good. If you really haven't good. seen it, go see it. Uh, hopefully you did see it already and this we didn't spoil everything for you, but right. yeah. All right, let's do fan questions and comments. Let me pull these up real quick. Real quick. Hold on. Un momento. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, uh, Jake Baker, which show did you enjoy more, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? He says Better Call Saul has a slight edge for me. And Omar also says Better Call Saul has the edge. But I would still say Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad was a I think you guys might just be better. saying that because you're watching Saul right now. Yeah, like a little bit of newness. you know. And Saul has Mike. It has Frank. It has Saul. But Breaking Bad has all of them and Walter White. Yeah. Walter White's still the best character. There was a lot more drama in Breaking Bad. You know, well, Walter White's still the best character in this universe. Oh, for it's sure. the best character. For sure. Um, but no, they're there. both great. Yeah. 1A and 1B. You know, we're splitting apples yeah. and oranges here. Alan Kimmett, how come the Predator can give a grizzly bear an F5, <laughs> but can't seem to finish off a chick who's about 90 pounds soaking wet? Because he couldn't see her. He's blind. And Pop Culture Junkie said, so the movie could happen, which is, uh, <laughs> that's a reference to um, pitch, those pitch meeting videos. Oh, <laughs> Uh, no, I yeah. think it, I think they made it made sense. Right. I, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, Alan like Kimmett says, honestly, would have been happier with the Predator just killing everyone in the movie. Would have been more satisfying. I mean, he killed everyone but her. He killed everyone but her. Yeah. Andy Piconi, any, jo- any chance Josh says yep over and over again the next time he has sex? Yep. 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 <laughs> I've tried. I'm trying, I don't think I say anything to be honest. <laughs> it's been a while. I can't remember. Oh, you got to say something. Uh, oh boy. Oh God. <laughs> you are that guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, Mrs. Balls Mahoney. Does Saul end in death or arrest or something else we haven't considered? I'm thinking death, but it's probably something we haven't. I kind of want. What do you want to happen? What a. I want him to go to jail, to be you honest. Do? Yeah, he's an asshole. For Howard's death or for, for everything. The Breaking Bad stuff. For the Breaking Bad stuff, for Howard's death, and for just being an overall bitch. I kind of want him and Kim to live happily ever after. No. Kim, I don't think, wants anything um, to do with I'm pretty sure that's what's going to Oh, it's Vince Gilligan. It's Breaking Bad. Never mind. Yeah, no. There's no such thing as happy endings. There's no happy endings. <laughs> Uh, Mickey too crikey, Mikey too crikey. Top five movie villains. Well, yep. seriously, no one's went to jail in this. In no this, one's. No one has went to jail in this like you know universe. He has to be the person to go to jail. Jesse's not in jail. Walter maybe might be in jail. Who knows? You know, Skyler's not in jail. <laughs> yeah. Kim's not in jail. Lalo's dead. Everyone is dead. 
Yeah. Someone's going to jail. Michael Garcia, can we get a recap of Day Shift? Just watched, and it's Blade meets 21 Jump Street. Uh, Michael, I'll be honest. I really don't have any interest in watching that. Again, there's too many things to watch. Is that the zombie thing? It's vampires. Vampires. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, The Rizzler, wow, wow, wow. Better Call Saul was fucking great. What they did with Kim's character Mm -hmm. killed it. Of all the people on the show uh, who would have thought it would be Carol Burnett that narks out Saul and brings him down. Uh, What do you guys think? Ending with Saul dead, arrested, remains on the run. Yeah. I'm leaning more and more to arrested. Someone's going to jail. Someone has to. Someone has to pay for all those It's never what you think. It's never what you think. He's on a tropical island in the Tahitis. I don't know, man. Uh, then he says, no top five, going to make my own top five best 90s sitcom <laughs> friend role. I've never uh, seen that. Boner. Never Boner seen that. Boner Staban from Growing Pains or Bonner. Uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Jefferson Darcy from Married with Children. Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement. And Kramer from Seinfeld. I liked Mr. Wilson. Yeah. And Kramer was good, too. <laughs> Uh, Pop Culture Junkie, what are your favorite non-action films of each of these stars? Sylvester Stallone, Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise. God, what's a Stallone movie that's not action? I don't know if I've seen one. (laughs) Nicolas Cage. Rocky, uh, Nicolas Cage. Man, yeah, what's a... I mean, The Weatherman was good. I liked Weatherman. I don't think I'd seen that one. I'm racking my brain. <laughs> Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis. Sixth Sense? That's technically action, too. It's not action. That's horror. Uh, there's some action there. No, there's oh, not. Si- I-, I was thinking the sixth element. Sorry. The fifth element? The fifth element. The fifth, sixth, sixth the, whatever. You know, the sixth <laughs> element and the fifth sense? <laughs> Jesus, Josh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, what the fuck has he done? It's not action. Uh, <laughs> oh, when he ran for governor. Yeah, that was a comedy. <laughs> Technically. What the fuck? Hold on, I want to see what Arnold did that wouldn't be considered action. I don't know what the fuck oh, that is. Oh, um, twins. Okay. Twins. I and think junior. he's done Junior. I like Junior. Junior's like a bad, good movie. God. Uh, let me go back a little bit. Terminator, obviously not. Collateral damage, six day. Yeah, like he doesn't. That's what he does. Look up Sylvester Stallone. I'm kind of interesting. I I can only think of Expendables, Rocky, um, Rambo. I'm having a hard time thinking of other movies that he's done. Um, he was in the Mortal Kombat. Wow, that's definitely action. Oh, the video. The video game? Yeah, it was a video game. Sorry. They put Rambo in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> He'd probably do pretty well, I would imagine. Yeah, no, I don't I don't I don't know any Stallone movies that are non action. I don't see <laughs> I'm sure there are, but <laughs> He's scrolling pretty far. Yeah. What was the last one? Tom Cruise? Uh Tom Cruise, he was in a, a Few Good Men. Vanilla Sky, A Few Good Men. Um, what else? Jerry Maguire. Five Hundred Days of Thunder. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is probably a good one. But yeah. no, it's mostly action with these guys. I like Five Hundred Days of Thunder. That was pretty good. 
Yeah. Uh, John, find a movie you both haven't watched and do a live watch together and record it. Kind of like the Undertaker New Day movie. That would have been today. (laughs) Right. Uh, Joey, Jojo, Junior, Shabadoo, off topic, but have have either of you watched uh, House of Cosby's Odd how a drunk Ric Flair impression sounds so much like a Bill Cosby impression. No. To be honest, there's, there should be a documentary about Bill Cosby. Is that what that is? <laughs> is it? I don't know. House of Cosby? Bill Cosby sounds as, uh, as bad of a person as that guy that we watched, uh, the har- Armor Hammer guy. Oh, it's a, it's a cartoon from 2005. No, I've never seen it. So before we knew. Yeah, where's, my, where's my Cosby documentary? That's what I want. Uh, this is from Follow the Numbers on the Screen. <laughs> Josh, say the following sentence. Saul saw a seesaw and couldn't say what he saw. Saul. F- okay, good. I get to see it. Saul saw a seesaw and couldn't, saw, couldn't <laughs> say what he saw. Pushed. Yeah. <laughs> he likes you. Thank you. Uh, Stephen with a V, I think you made my Will Smith take for me when you mentioned MIB and Independence Day has great movies. Outside of those and the Bad Boys franchise, what was another film of his you loved and would rewatch? He's the Bill Goldberg of movie stars. <sighs> First act is amazing, but second and third, not so much. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, if we're thinking about it in that turn, I mean, technically he is, I guess. Oh, I mean, I, I would No, watch- there's got to be more. I'd watch Hancock again, but no. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a bad movie. But I mean, it's <laughs> then like, why would you watch it? I mean, it's a bad good movie. I liked I Am Legend. I would watch I Am Legend again. I Am Legend was good. Aren't they making an I Am Legend too? No, it never happened. No, I mean that's they're making a Bad Boys Four. No, untitled I Am Legend, but that's been in development for fucking twenty years now almost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd watch I'd watch I Am Legend again. I mean, sure. Concussion was good, but it's not like you know it's different. It's not like Will Smith is awesome right. movie. I would not watch Suicide Squad again. That's for sure. Uh, no, not the first one. Second one, yes. Yeah, I am. Le- I guess he's right. I you know what? I kind of liked iRobot. At oh. the time, I liked iRobot. <laughs> I Am Legend and iRobot. Those are probably those were about the same time too, right? Yeah. So he had like a little tiny resurgence for like two, three movies, and then right back to Marty's Ben. Yeah. But the highs are so high that, I mean, Bill Goldberg never had moments as good as that. Not even during his win streak? No. Tone EC, what time period in history do you want the Predator to hunt? That's what I was saying. My vote is in feudal Japan. I think so too. Like the Predator versus against Samurai. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Ramos, to answer Andrew's question about Evangelion last week, I've watched the original Japanese dub and two of the three English dubs. Uh, the original with Joe that I have on DVD and the current Netflix dub, would you guys consider reviewing it? It's only 26 episodes. 26 episodes? I don't Wait, know. It's so old, man. Joe's on Netflix? No. Okay. The DVD. He has the DVD mm. and the current Netflix dub. So maybe they redubbed it. I don't know. Mm. I don't really know much about it. I'm not a huge anime guy. Plus, again, we have so much Does Joe's- else uh- to watch. Uh, Red Shirt Guy, you should review Sandman on Netflix. It was really good. And I never knew what was going to happen next. I heard it was really good. But isn't that a scary movie? It's so scary. I've heard it was a scary movie, I but I have I heard it's it. good. I've seen Constantine. And that's about the same as Constantine, right? Question mark? That's not a scary movie. Constantine is terrifying. What is it called? Constantine. Okay. Constantine. 
Constantine. Constantine? Constant. <laughs> Constantine. Right. Rampage or push fire berry strip scenes. This is a good one. Okay. Jessica Alba in Sin City. I never saw that one. Salma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn. I saw that one. Just the scene. Yeah. And then Jennifer Aniston and We're the Millers. Oh, Jennifer Aniston, We're the Millers for sure. No. What? No. And then Salma so, Hayek, and then we'll fire the other one. I mean, Jessica Alba in Sin City was hot, but it like it wasn't a strip scene. It was just like ten seconds of her. The, like she, don't get me wrong, Jessica Alba was hot, but she wasn't dancing well. Like it was just <laughs> her like standing there with the pole, not really doing much. So you fire that one. You pushed Salma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn. That scene was insane and amazing. And yeah, Jennifer Aniston's strip scene was great as well, but it doesn't beat Salma Hayek. Uh, Omar, I feel these noir episodes of Saul are telling us that Saul and Kim's life are exactly what it is. Black and white and boring. Without each other, their lives are just so plain and meaning- meaningless. Uh, without each other, and if they are together again, the color will return because they were the color and excitement in each other's lives. Sure. I thought about that, too. They also killed Howard when it was color. Right. In the scene where Kim is building the puzzle, when the camera focuses closer, you could see... That is a plain white puzzle with no image. Oh, my God. I didn't <laughs> notice that. The only thing worse would be you're, like, doing a puzzle of bread. Yeah. <laughs> also, in Gene's uh. reflection at the end when he sees the commercial, it's in color. I didn't hmm. fucking notice that either. Open your fucking mind, Andrew. Interesting. I think it's because I'm so, like, I'm just, like, lost in this show. Right. You have a hard... Th- you have to watch it three or four times to get some of the hidden stuff. If it's a show... If it's something I'm not interested in, I'll catch so many things. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not, I'm, like, lost in the show. And but It I- says, also, thank you for reviewing Prey. At the end of the movie, we see a gun that was given to the main girl. Mm-hmm. That was the same gun we see in the end of Predator 2. Was it? I didn't they see did, Predator 2. They did focus like on the lettering on Yeah, so that that's So why. I mean, I don't know what that meant, you know, but Well, now we do. Well, now we do. But I mean, I I kind of have a hard time seeing how Saul and Kim are just going to get back together. Is Saul going to drive well, all the way to Florida? It wouldn't be this. When well, no, she yeah. doesn't have a penis. I I don't know how it's is he going to drive all the way through tunnels to get to Florida? <laughs> I'm not ass. really entirely sure. Yeah, you know. Is, we'll find out. Is is he gonna? Is he driving to New Mexico? To we don't know where he's going, Josh. And then he's, you he's know, probably going Kim's to New Mexico. Still there? It's got, um, it's kind of interesting though that if he does go back to Albuquerque, both shows end in similar fashions with the main characters driving back to Albuquerque as oh, wanted right. as wanted men from a place where they were where they were safe. Yeah, does <laughs> this have similarities? I think it's on purpose. Hmm. Carlos Ramirez, who would win a six-man tag team match between Toby <laughs> Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland as Spider-Man oh, okay. versus uh, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson's Batman, and would Garfield take the pin? Uh, Omar <laughs> says Batman, they have $60 billion combined. Spider-Man have $12 combined. Well, that's true. But bat- but the Batman are just always more Yeah, but if it's a tag team creative. match... And there's rules, then Batman can't use his weapons. So I would say the Spider-Man wins. The Spider-Man are more athletic, but Batman but if it was a are fight, so cunning. If it was a fight to the death, then I would say the Spider-Man, Spider-Man win. Because you said Bat- Bale, Affleck, and Pattinson. 
Why not replace Pattinson with Michael Keaton? Robert Pattinson's Batman would be the first one to fucking die in this fight. No. Absolutely. No. Well, first you would have Ben Affleck start, and he would just kill all three of the Spider-Men. Ben Affleck would probably kill Tom Holland. For sure. Um, In the end, though, Tobey Maguire is, like, way too smart. If you noticed, in all three movies, the villain kills himself trying to kill (laughs) Spider-Man. So Tommy McGuire just kind of lucks out. He's like, oh, you killed yourself. Okay. Oh, you killed yourself and you killed yourself. And then there's my best friend. He killed himself too. So what you're saying is he technically does nothing. Sandman's the only villain that doesn't kill himself. I think, I think Toby's the last man standing. Unless Michael Keaton's in there, he'll kill them all. It just ends in a 50 minute draw, 60 minute draw. Uh, Jason Deerham. I picked it last week with Jeff's mom discovering Gene was Saul now. Yeah. Uh, now that she had a new computer with the internet, do you think Saul will die or go to prison? I think the disappear guy will refuse to help him as Saul is too hot with police in all states uh, on the lookout. Plus, that actor died. Yep. Uh, and I don't right. think they're going to recast him. Yeah. Uh, and there was a Saul wanted poster for $5 million in the season six teaser trailer. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. There's just too many questions. Interesting. I, I don't know. The show's too good. P.S. With uh, She-Hulk starting this week, just remember, she was breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience years before Deadpool. Uh, yes, I did learn that after some of you told me this. Really? Okay. Yeah, apparently she was the first. But obviously she's not as popular as Deadpool. So I guess we're so going to get a lot of that, huh? Or that. I don't know about a lot, but certainly some. And then Paste Pot Pete, any current wrestlers who could play a role in the MCU? I honestly think Bianca Belair would be a cool rogue. Oh, yeah, she'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> Johnny Gargano as a Wolverine. He's not really a current wrestler, but oh. I don't think he can play. He's small enough. To yeah, play, that's what but, I mean, small enough. But he's also not ugly. <laughs> and comic Wolverines. I think the only natural fit is, you know, Triple H is, uh, is um, um, Thor. That's the only natural one, <laughs> no. to be honest. I mean, I don't know. It's, you never know how they translate to films. Triple H is the most Thor-like. You know? Like, Stone Cold... I mean, he said he didn't really like making movies, and it showed because he never really brought much to his performances. Stone Cold would make an excellent bullseye. No, no, not no. Just please. <laughs> None of that. That's all the fan questions we have. So both the bald heads. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're viewing us. We have exclusive videos on our YouTube channel, trailer reactions. And one coming today. At youtube.com slash Hollywood Hogwash Pod. Which one? We're doing the Better Call Saul recap tonight. Not tonight. Well, well to yeah. Well, I said trailer reactions, but yeah, we're yes. gonna that's gonna be available everywhere though. That's right. gonna be available to listen to as well. Okay. Uh, you can also follow the show t- on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hollywood Hog Pod. And uh, next week, send in your top five movie villains of all time. And we'll also be reviewing She-Hulk and the House of Dragon. And again, like we just said, look out for that bonus episode this week coming out Monday night slash Tuesday morning uh, reviewing the series finale Saul of gone. Better Call Saul. Saul Gone. Holy shit. I can't breathe.